Ladies and gentlemen, ah. welcome to another episode of the Beyond the Cubicle podcast. Once again. Episode number 57. Wow. Today's episode, Eric, <laughs> is all about the bosses. It's all about the bosses, baby. It's all about the bosses. <laughs> if you don't like having a boss, your life is doomed. We all have bosses. Yeah. Even when we work for ourselves, technically, there's Oh, a we boss. still got bosses. Yeah. Clients. Clients are the boss, right? Yeah. Plus, I'm married. That too. <laughs> <laughs> love you, dear. Uh, yeah. Yeah, much love, girl. You know. <laughs> the relationship with our boss, though, uh-huh. is a vital one uh, to our growth in an organization. Absolutely. We talk about it all the time. It's a real thing, bro. We have dropped hints here and there about the importance of um, nurturing that relationship with your boss. Absolutely. And if it's jacked up, you got to fix it. And it's on you. And it's on you. You got to go fix it. Right. Yes. So that's what we're talking about today. Episode 57 of the Beyond the Cubicle podcast, all about the bosses, baby. Mm. After the intro. Here we go. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. At this is BTC. Um, hit us up on the email. We we have loved receiving your comments and your feedback and your stories. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll share some oh, yeah. on oh, some yeah. future episodes here. Uh, pod BTC at gmail.com. P O D B T C at gmail.com. Com. Mm-hmm. Also, our website is up. Our website is up and running. Love you can get our yeah. You can get the episodes there as well. Yeah, Future content will be coming there soon too. But that website, this is BC. Yeah, this is btcpod.com. That's www.thisisbtcpod.com. You can also listen to the episodes there. That works. That works. All right, so the topic for today. It's all about the bosses, baby. Yeah, a little background, man. Um, <laughs> you know, I was I was just kind of sitting in a meeting with my boss uh, maybe last week or so, and I just kind of had a thought just rushed over me like, yo, this was a good conversation between me and my boss. And it wasn't anything deep. It was just about a project and just some things we needed to get done in the group, mm-hmm. things that we were working on. But it just hit me. I have a pretty good relationship with my, with my manager. Bless, baby. Yeah, and you know, it struck me how having that relationship or having that that good relationship with him mm-hmm. has also impacted how the managers above him view me. Oh, absolutely, and just our team. Oh, right. Your boss is your window into the organization, right? And they're looking at right. you through him, right? Or her, or whoever your boss is. That's. The organization is looking at you through them. I didn't know that in my twenties, though. No, they were just evil people that sat in the big office. Yeah, and in the, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, whether it was my first job, yeah, when I was fifteen, yeah. Um, you know, I I didn't have a, a great relationship with my boss then. I didn't understand that relationship. Right. Whether it was in my my late teens, early twenties when I was in in Alabama working at the grocery store. (laughs) I didn't quite didn't quite understand that relationship then, although all my bosses have generally liked my work ethic. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, yeah. But not knowing how to nurture that. 
Yeah. I didn't really get it until, <laughs> real talk, maybe about five or six years ago when, when, when you and I uh, hooked up and, and you kind of started mentoring me, that's when I kind of got it. That's the relationship. Right. But since then, it's just been like the focus that I've paid, uh, that, I've, that I've put on it, it's just been like, oh, yeah. this is what that means. Yeah. It, um, you know, I run my own consulting group. Correct. My clients are my bosses. Mm-hmm. So if you hate somebody directing your work or being told what to do, don't go to work. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't get married. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, because here's here's the reality. We impact the quality of that other person's life. We may not believe that mm-hmm. because of their title, mm-hmm. but we impact their success. Yeah. I, th- I think in general, because there, there's also this... this um, this belief out there that working for yourself, you don't, you, you're your own boss, which which is true in yeah. the sense of directing your day to day. Oh, absolutely, activity, absolutely. absolutely, right. But in the grand scheme of life, there's always going to be something or someone that we have to answer to. Accountability, exactly. Until you're dead, exactly. That's until it. The, the accountability. The CEO is accountable to the board. Correct. The board's accountable to the shareholders. Correct. So yeah. Yeah. You'll never be king of the world, right? And so, and so, then that's the purpose of the hierarchical structure, right? Yes. To give accountability. Yes. Now, the corruption of that is the human <laughs> elements oh, that are infused in it. That, that's it. But the we purity of the hierarchy is yeah. for accountability. Absolutely, absolutely. That's it. Um, so, kind of what we wanted to talk about today is we wanted to kind of really focus on giving um, advice and practical tips on how to strengthen that relationship with your direct manager. Yeah. Um, In turn, things should trickle up um, once you build that relationship because once you build it and and it's really working towards the positive, that person will go to bat for you. Oh, absolutely. You're on their team. I truly believe that. Yeah. Um, You know, now, let's go ahead and put this out here. Yeah. Some situations may not be able to be fixed. Some of them can only... um be fixed with you exiting before you incur serious jail time. <laughs> okay. So, uh, tip number one is the biggest. Say it, man. <laughs> Sacrifice your ego. Mm. Now, here's the cool thing. We all got egos, yep. and they're all huge, and we think pretty well of ourselves. We do. Well, Most of us. that's okay, However, in order to get along with the boss, you're going to take some direction, and they are not necessarily always going to agree with you. Correct. So take your ego, put it aside. And I got a trick I do this with. Go. Do I get a check? Uh-huh. <laughs> do they pay me? So no. Oh, I can drive. I can pay mortgage notes. I can go out to eat with my family. Mm-hmm. I can go on vacation. I can work. Hmm. Whose company is this? Right. It's not mine. Right. I'm servicing you, but this is your company. Funny story, right? Okay. So, uh, you know, me and one of our other buddies is a huge um, <laughs> wrestling fan. Yes, yes. W- WWE. Yes, yeah. So there's, there's a new wrestling promotion that just started popping off. Okay. And a lot of the big WWE stars are really trying to leave. Okay. Okay, so one guy, he his contract was up in April. Okay. And he knew he wanted to leave sometime around late last year. Got right? it. Right. So he was like, all right, I can either do this the hard way 
or I can just serve out my contract because that's what I agreed to. Right. And so he chose to serve out his contract. Now, okay. he did, the reason he was leaving is because he didn't agree with the creative direction that he was being given. Okay. He knew he could do better. All right. And he he put in his two cents with the bosses and, and the they, higher ups and the owner, which would be Vince McMahon. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And at the end of it, he's basically like, okay, cool. You know what? And he said it multiple times. He was like, man, I tried my best when, I, when my voice was not being heard. It's like, you know, I'm a professional. Absolutely. And so it's like, you pay me, I do my job. Yeah, you, you're the one that's writing my checks. Yep. If this is what you want in your television yep. airwaves, I'll give it my best. Right. And he rolled on. So I thought that's an excellent point <laughs> that's, of that's, putting yeah. your ego to the side for a bit. Pick up your check. If your name isn't on the building, pick up your check ding, and ding. go home and enjoy your family. Ding, ding. <laughs> and, and the ego thing, and, and here's the thing. I, to fight you on ego, mm -hmm. in other words, Brian, you, you, you've got the set of facts. I've got my set of facts. Mm -hmm. And we can start off being well-meaning, right. focusing on the issue. But as soon as the ego kicks in, Forget the issue. Now nah, it's personal. It's personal. And that does not further the company. If I find two people in ego war, I'm like, is your job is your job worth it? I I I have a theory and I, I share this with, with I've shared this with a couple of my friends when we have these existential conversations with mm -hmm. but that's our biggest battle every day. Every day it is. All right. I mean it goes in everything from your relationships yes. to your spiritual life to everything. Like Pride. Yeah. The number one. We thing. have to yes. we have to fight it every day. And yes. it's the toughest thing to yes. overcome. Yeah. Because and for you know, my faith people out there, you need that divine help on this one. Yeah. Cause we all have it. <laughs> it's at the source of every you know, even everything. personal personal disagreements at home. My wife will say, blah, blah, blah. I'll be like, I don't want her to be right. Now, I'm not thinking that analytically at that point. Right. But she's been right like six times a day. I believe that's your quota. So I need to get my two cents in. Which is, it's not rational. No. <laughs> it's not even intelligent. No. Because if you're trying to get to the right answer, she can be right eight times in a row. Who, that's it. Who cares? But yeah. somewhere that ego pops up. Seen. And, you know, all my faith folks up there, you know who said, I will be. And mm. they aspired to be something bigger than they were. And that was all pride. Yeah. And uh, we know how that turned out. So, yeah, ego got to go. All right, number two. Was, you know, it was one of my favorite things to talk about. Because <laughs> it's, it's something that I think we should all strive for. Yeah, um, yeah. But you have to empathize and can try to connect with your boss. Straight up. Now, for the person who is at your office, at your desk, riding in your car, going to that work situation where your boss to borrow a phrase from Eric over here, is a spawn of Satan themselves. <laughs> Darth Vader's evil parent. Yes. Yeah. Even we, now this this might sound controversial, but yeah. e you can even empathize with Satan. Absolutely. Absolutely. You he, can. He about to get tagged. I mean, and yeah. He has not a lot of time. Then, but he's about to the, get tagged up. Yeah, at the end of the day, you don't want to, you can't justify his actions. Well, hold it. Even I'm, in all the writings I'm reading now uh, by some awesome uh, biblical scholars, right. they said God still loves Satan. There you go. The, eradic okay, the eradication of sin so I'm not crazy. is an act of love. No. Yeah. Yeah, you, I yeah. mean, and there you go. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, I got to destroy you because of what you're doing to everything that I love. But this is the hardest thing I have to do. To add another pop culture reference in there, yeah. hey, there's a lot of us that empathize with Eric Killmonger and Black Panther. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yes. 
empathize with with that spawn of Satan. <laughs> they're, they're, they're human. Yeah, they are. And and sometimes it's just I'm the boss. I'll, I'll put it like this: if you got an arrogant jerk boss, sometimes mm -hmm. the arrogance is a total screen for feeling inadequate. Yes. There's so many negatives that we look at, and we actually ascribe to them power and things that they don't have. You know, oh, man, I'm trying to make my life miserable. Not only are they not trying to make your life miserable, they're miserable. Think about it like this, too. At the end of the day, any team is a collection of individuals. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And so while there's a team goal, each individual is also working to accomplish personal goals. Absolutely. And so when, when you have that dynamic, everybody is always going to be out for self at some point. Absolutely. We're human. Right. Yes. Now, what happens is what is happening outside of that situation, whether it be a personal thing that that person is going through, yeah. whether it be pressure coming from the top yeah. that is causing that person to then put their individual goals ahead of the team goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's why I say you have to empathize. Um, the hierarchies that are placed in organizations do not eliminate emotions and feelings and personal problems. Well, it's people that actually work in these organizations. Correct. We're humans. And, right. you know, we get sick and we have problems and all kind of junk happens. And that's just life. Yeah. But and because it, 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 sometimes it feels like you and you tell me if you've seen this where a person that you may know, even if you don't know, gets promoted and all of a sudden those who are not at that particular level of the hierarchy then begins to look at them as a position and not as a person. Oh, absolutely. And because of hierarchy, uh -huh. I see the position. Correct. If I walk in your office, I know what your name tag is and what's mm -hmm. on the door. I see your position. But you're a person. Still a person. You're a dad. You're, you're a, a writer. You're mm -hmm. this, you're that. But I walk in your office and go, okay, this is who he is. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. This is the position that he has in this organization. Correct. But you're bigger than that. But hierarchies do that, mm -hmm. which leads us to treat people by their titles. Yeah, get to know your boss. Yeah. Try, try to get to know your boss personally. I got one quick story. Go. I had, years ago, I had a boss, and she she lived alone, mm -hmm. but she had, her dog was her life. She walked yeah. into work. She was a workaholic. This lady threw down. I mean, she was bam, 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 stay late, come in early, bam, bam, bam. Knew every regulation. This was somebody that had given their soul to the business, mm -hmm. and that's got to be on another episode. Don't do that. Uh, do your best and then keep moving. But she gave her soul to the business. Well, one day her dog died, and she came in, and she could not function. Right. Okay. I'm sitting there looking at her, and I wasn't a particularly um, noble person. I just saw the pain she was in. Right. So I went out and bought a bereavement card. I found a pet bereavement card, and nice. I said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign this and give it to her. So I did. I left her on her desk. She came back after lunch to this bereavement card. She thanked me like three or four times that day. She said, "Ah, oh, thank you." And then she told me how much it hurt. And then I sat and listened to her, uh -huh. the pain that was coming out of this person. Now the rest of my coworkers, they said, "You are such a friggin' suck up." Yeah. I just looked at somebody that was in pain. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> that part of that was get to know your boss personally. Right. Your boss has kids, you got kids. You know what it feels like when you find them going through some pain or whatever. You actually might be able to help them. Try to find a way to connect. Try to find a way and, and help them out. Yeah. Uh, and that's not selfishly. If I help you out, you'll you'll uh, help me out. That's not transactional. It's just being a friggin' human being. Right. Here's a person, and here's the byproduct of that. If you connect on that level. Your boss does appreciate that because so many people come in and genuflect. Oh, great boss. And they know they're dealing with fear or whatever. You come in and you're a person? That's it. And y'all can just sit there and talk? That's it. Oh, man. That's a great... That's how you build relationships that's and networking. It. So that's the thing. Next one. Establish open communication. Mm. This is the one that's a little... Um, it's a lot of layers to this, right? Yeah. Because in this is also a... A small sense of micromanaging, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. So, and the micromanaging is not from the top down; it's from the top up, oh. basically. Oh, so it's perfectly okay to micromanage your boss. Correct. And <laughs> and this is when I say from the ground up, so kind of like what you said at the beginning. Yeah, it's on you mm-hmm. to nurture this relationship. You have somewhere you're trying to get that's down a path that's above you. Yes. And so it's on you to do your best Absolutely. to nurture the relationships that need to be nurtured in order to accomplish the goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. So some of the tips that we have there is take your boss to lunch. Oh, man. Everybody loves food. <laughs> and we talked about that dynamic. Once you have a lunch with somebody, yeah. it changes the relationship changes forever. The relationship once forever. we once past the salt, dude, or, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, yeah. once we're chomping and eating and talking, it changes the it relationship. Changes relationship. Yeah, I can't explain it. So my my, my bosses, I, I missed the last few of these because mm. of uh, conflicting engagement, but my, my bosses are pretty good at setting up, um, like, weekend barbecues and events and mm-hmm. stuff like that where... Mm-hmm. You know, you get time away from the office to come and just hang out with your teammates and your bosses and just kind of see them in a different light. Oh, man. And when I say the like that dynamic has made our group feel more cohesive and and fun to come to work sometimes, uh, it works, man. And I, I can have a casual conversation with the VP of accounting and finance where we're just shooting the breeze talking about sports and Game of Thrones. Dude, you know what I'm saying? That is a smart boss. Yeah, and for doing that. Yeah, smart. That's it. And then he'll he'll walk by. Hey, how's it going, Brian? Cool, good. Yeah, because we know each other when we're talking about baseball, or basketball, or whatever. And, we, yeah. And when it's yeah. time to work, hey, I know what you expect from me. Yeah, we're connected. Right. That, that's that's invaluable. Well, what what else can we do to open that communication? Um, stay positive. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I think you can do if you really give a rip mm-hmm. is dip your head in your boss's office and say, hey. Uh, anything I can help you, anything I can help you with. That's the big one. That's, That's the big dude, one. first of all, that shows commitment. Yeah. Now, if you are lazy and you're not trying to move where you are, don't do this. Mm-hmm. And this is not sucking up. This is you bringing value to your organization. Exactly what I want you to go to. Yo, uh, can I help you with something? Mm-hmm. And when you get back, yeah, don't, don't write it down, but you've just tallied up some points. Mm-hmm. Because all of us need help. You need help. So when somebody's willing to help, and for my faith people out there, that's why we were sent into those organizations, so that we could help and be the divine hand in there. So when you go to work, if you don't really feel like working, first of all, you can turn this podcast off. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, 
if, if you didn't go to work to work, you're going to hate everything that everything we're talking that about. Everything we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> everything. But we're trying to help you be more productive and right. more efficient and grow as you work. Right. But, like, if you're lazy, this, this is not for you. Something else that happens with us, and this is part ego and part survival mm-hmm. and part lack of confidence, mm-hmm. okay? where because someone is 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 positioned uh, above us, mm-hmm. right? We think again, it's that thing of we stop looking at them as a human and start looking at them as like some type of caricature or yeah. a a yeah. position where we think that oh well they're above us, I can't. I can't, it can't seem like I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, man. Okay. And yeah. so yeah. Y- your point of you need help and they need help, yeah. like creating that open communication where it's like, yeah. hey, can I help you now makes it easier when we, you go and be like, hey, you know, absolutely. I'm not quite understanding X. Absolutely. I'm struggling with X. Can, would you be able to help me? Absolutely. And it becomes more of a knowledge exchange versus like, oh, this person is above me. That's, <clears throat> yeah, we need to get over that. Right. And sadly, I've seen some people go into the workplace like, ooh, he's the boss. Yeah. He's that, whatever. Very few times are the bosses really that way. Now, you got some jerk people, and they're just jerks, period. Right. But most of the time, bosses are just trying to get theirs like you're trying to get yours. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we need to let that one go. So, um, A couple of other little quick tips on open communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, set up monthly meetings. Oh, absolutely. Like one-on-ones, just you and your boss. Check-in sessions. Check-in sessions. Yep. Um, and it's easy. Like, once you... You know, go ahead and ask permission. Hey, I, I'm I'm trying to progress. I want mm-hmm. to learn. I'd like to be able to set up some some monthly check ins between you and I, where we can just talk about the business, talk what's about my on? role, talk yeah, about yeah, what's yeah. going on. Yeah, da, yeah. Da, da, da. yeah. So put those on recurring on your calendar. Set them up. Um, be honest. Mm-hmm. So let them know when you're feeling overwhelmed. Let them know when you got some bottlenecks in in the work processes. Mm-hmm. Let them know when things. Uh, are going 100%, great. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Let them know when it's not going great. And the, la- the last one, and you tell me, and, and I want you to give a couple of, like at least one tip on this, and then we can move on to the next tip. Okay, okay. Uh, learn how to tell your boss no. Yeah. Now, here's the trick to that. You don't go, oh, heck no, I ain't doing that. That's not good for future checks. But here is here's what people try to do. There, there sometimes there's this sense of I've got to prove my value and worth, mm-hmm. so I will try to do something that I cannot come through with. Mm-hmm. If you cannot achieve it, here's the good way to say no. Hey, hey, boss, I know that you've given me this. Now, based on what you've given me here, here, and here, my time, my resources, what you've thrown to me, right. this is limited. I'm not going to be able to get all that done. Right. But without saying a blatant no, it's like, so which? how do you want me to prioritize? Mm. Now, many times, bosses dump because you're the go-to person. So if yeah, you're man. listening and you're the person that gets crap done, you might feel you're getting dumped on. But trust me, in other big meetings, your boss is going, yo, I go to Brian. And then somebody somewhere with says, hey, uh, you're dumping a lot on Brian. So it's okay for Brian to come back and say, hey, uh, uh, a boss, now based on what you've given me, um, this is kind of thick on the schedule. Plus, I need two more people, 
and another couple offices to pull this off. Right. Now, since you've given me these two things, how do you want me to prioritize? And when you do that, it puts it all back on them. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like your no was a loss of their control. Right. But you just gave them some facts that they had not thought about. Yeah. They, they weren't even thinking about that. I, I personally still struggle with this today. And so the reason I put it in here <laughs> is because that's something that I've been learning for the last few years. One of, one of the constant knocks on my performance reviews for the last seven years or so mm-hmm. was just, you know, Brian, Brian, is all, Brian is great at performing, but he needs to learn to communicate when he's overwhelmed. There you go. And, uh, and that goes against our grain. It, it does. It goes and, against the hard work, yeah. busted behind mentality that, that most people listening to this group have. Yeah, and the crazy thing is it, it doesn't just happen at work. Sometimes I take on too much outside of work, too. And Absolutely. here's what I've learned about myself through, you know, just self-analysis or whatever and talking to people. But um, I put a chip on my shoulder when I came out of college mm-hmm. because— when I was interviewing for these jobs and I'm looking at uh, the different types of people, my peers who were getting jobs, and when I got these jobs, I'm looking at the colleges they came from, the states they came from, mm-hmm. all of this, right? Even when I, I remember going to college my freshman year, majoring in computer science, and these kids were coming from California and D.C. And, and everywhere else, and they were like, yeah, we've been studying coding since my sophomore year in high school. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't have any of that. Right, so it made me feel yeah. a little like yeah. inadequate. So what what I yeah. what I've pretty much done is like, okay, I come from the small town, the small area. People look at where I come from in certain ways. They have their stereotypes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, well, I'm going to do everything I can to prove that that doesn't matter. Absolutely. And so I've 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 ended up sometimes taking on too much and overwhelming myself, trying to prove that point. And it's, it's subconscious at this point. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And and all of us walk into our places with whatever our programming is. Right. And we all got to overcome some of that to get where we got to go. So, yeah, that's that one. What's the next one? Next big tip. Uh, next big tip, just be open to feedback, positive or negative. Listen, yeah. when, the, when the boss is talking and and inhale and, and hold it when you think you want to come back when they've told you a weakness or whatever. Mm-hmm. Actually, be quiet, walk out, and if there's any validity to it, work it into your system. Thank you, man. That kills that ego. The first thing we talked about was ego. All right. Next big one. Mm -hmm. Show your value. You got to bring some to get some. This is one of our favorite things to repeat (laughs) over and over on this show. Performance. You got to, if you're not trying to perform, you can cut the podcast off because only performers get a chance to even play. Can you imagine somebody, I was going to say somebody can't hit a free throw playing professional basketball, (laughs) but we got (laughs) to. Hey, but you know what? They have other skill sets that dominate. Right. Right. So, yeah, I just, I I just saw an army of people (laughs) could not hit. So, you got to bring some to get some, right. and you're going to have to perform. And the boss's job is to direct work. So make sure that not only do you perform, but everybody listening here, do better than what your job description says. That, that's to do. that's the that's my favorite quote from our entire run yeah. of episodes, <laughs> because it, it it sums up the one tangible thing that you that you have probably the most control over. What you do. What you do. Say that. So 
you have your job description, which is the basic requirements, mm-hmm. go above and beyond that. Um, mm-hmm. One way to do that is look for the different pain points that your boss is feeling. Mm-hmm. Try to offer up taking on that project. Or even in secret, you can you, you can observe and be like, okay, they're struggling with this. Okay, let me see if I can come up with a plan. Yeah. And then you can present it, you can work on it. Here's one, and I was at a, a business dinner luncheon last night with some vendors and some some thought leaders. Uh, one of the gentlemen is just he's just off the chain. He wrote a book, uh, bring uh, bring courage to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the questions that came up is said, "How do you find out what what's where your boss? You know, what's your boss's uh, uh, pain points are?" Mm-hmm. He said, "You can stick your head in the room, and we all kind of cracked up. What keeps me? What keeps you up at night?" Okay, uh, what are you thinking? Where are you going? Have those big picture, broad discussions because right. we're all tasky, getting right. it done. You know, what's your vision? Ask ask your boss, what's your vision for this department, mm. for this team? Mm-hmm. And let them tell you. Where are we? Do do a quick, soft SWOT analysis over a cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, you know, what's holding us back? Yep. What would you like? What would you like to see fixed and changed here? Get that list. And then without making any noise, go work on Just it. Just go work on it. Oh, my goodness. A, a little quick hilarious story for me. Not hilarious, hilarious to me because it, it kind of ties in. Mm-hmm. But my boss, like when I first came over there last last year or so, mm-hmm. we had these monthly meetings. Mm-hmm. He recently took them all off the calendar. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Come almost every other morning, we sit two cubes down from each other. I just walk over to his cube. Hey, so this, this, and this is happening. This is what I'm looking at. This is how I'm trying to fix it. Blah, 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 blah. So I, I remember the last meeting we had. We went in there. We both sat down. We're both kind of quiet, introverted people. We mm-hmm. just looked at each other. He was like, y'all really don't have much. I mean, we just, <laughs> you know, we, we do a pretty good job at, at communicating and talking talk every day. talk all day anyway. <laughs> and it was kind of on purpose for me because, you know, I'm trying so hard to work on that communication thing of yeah. letting him know what I'm dealing with what I'm working on and yeah. things like that. And so that was, that's that's kind of what happens. That's, now I will tell you, because of that, you guys yeah. are connected. Yeah, What you are. just told me, we you are. guys are connected. Like I said, I, I love my boss. So, he's so a good, he's that's kind of where you are. He values you. Yep. Keep some checks rolling in, baby. All right, last one. Last one. Oh, oh yeah. this is a big one. Oh, yeah. You got to be a team player. Be a team you gotta, player. And this is hard based on what your personality type is, behavioral type, who you work with, this can be a challenge. And it can also be difficult because of how we've learned to view coworkers and bosses and how all of that works together. Oh, you can be my competitor. Right, I'm exactly. Gonna play, I'm going to play well with you. Right. And so we can be friends with some, competitors with other. Yep. We yep. can be antagonistic with the boss yep. and all of that, but all of it kind of works together. Yeah. I would say this for my people of faith, you have a clear direction in the good book about how to be help people. Mm-hmm. Now, let me give you a couple of examples. I've had coworkers that, uh, I don't know where this guy's coming in. He's trying to take over, yada, yada. You start helping people and you develop at least that bond for that moment. If you do it enough, that bond gets strengthened. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it becomes a bond. Mm-hmm. Hey, Brian, let me help you. Right. It's it's Friday afternoon. Everybody's trying to get out of there, and people are leaving. But you got a stack. Hey, what you working on? Yep. Can I help you? Yep. Or I might try to talk you out of it. Say, man, that'll be there till Monday. Man, come on, let's go. Either way, in our interactions, once we're finished, was that a positive or negative? Right. And if it was a positive, 
that's when you start looking at me and say, hey, that's a team player. Yeah. I know I can get some help from that guy. Uh, teams, to me, are at their strongest when everybody is competing, but not competing always against each other. Mm. When you're competing against an external force, be it, yeah. I'm trying to achieve X. Yeah. I'm trying to, you know, all of us are competing against our past performance or, you know, competing with ourselves or whatever. Like, I think that's when teams can become stronger. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, somebody's going to get promoted. Mm-hmm. And just because it's, it's, it's the other person and not you does not mean all of your work was for naught. And also, that doesn't mean that just because that person may get promoted over you does not mean that you have to, con- you know, look at them like they're the... Absolutely. You know, <laughs> that's that the ego. The Bulls and the Pistons. That's, the, <laughs> that's that ego and pride yeah, thing, man. man. It's one of those things where you kind of like, okay, they, and, and I always go back to my people of faith because I'm going to tell you my journey. Here's what I found out. Mm-hmm. If it was for me, I got it. Yeah. When it wasn't for me, I didn't. And there's some things I thought I wanted and I thought should be mine. Mm -hmm. I am so glad. And I could not have told you then. Mm -hmm. I am so glad I didn't get them because it turned out better on the other side. But that's that's life's journey. And some of you guys out there listening already know that. Right. Life's journey is sometimes you you think I want this, and then later on you're like, whoo, I'm so glad. Like, I know a guy that didn't get picked up at a company, mm-hmm. and he came back and said, man, I, I went over there, I knocked him out of the interview process. Three months later, they bankrupt. Okay, well, guess what? You are so blessed you didn't get you over right there. And you don't have any idea of what the consequences or outcomes of what you're pursuing. So, yeah, take it one day at a time and help as many people as you can. Be a team player, baby. Be a team player. Just All right. People out. Final thoughts. You want to go first? Um, final thoughts. Um, dealing with your boss, it's a person. It's a human. Treat them that way. Don't worship them and don't don't go to war with them. It's just another person that you work with. And by the way, they go to the bathroom. They put their pants on. They eat. They yep. do the same thing you do. Yep. Uh, final thought for me is... Um, Find, find somebody in your life that you trust to give you perspective. Yeah. Uh, all, all of the stuff that we talk about in the show, like especially today, like I said earlier, I didn't, I didn't understand a lot of this stuff earlier. Mm-hmm. And there are things that I know now that I wish I knew back then. Mm-hmm. But of course, sometimes experience is the best teacher. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, but find somebody that you know, a mentor, be it a mentor, a spouse, a good friend, a parent, that can help you get perspective on some of the things that you may be dealing with. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just take their words and ponder them and, and see if you can apply them to your life. Talk it out. Yeah, man. Find somebody to listen to you talk it out. That's that it. Work. That All right, work. man. This was a good one. Um, we, hope, bosses, yeah, we, hope you, we hope you guys took some stuff from this. And then tomorrow when you go to work, yes, that you can start putting this stuff into action to nurture and improve that relationship with your manager. Yes. yes. All right. Episode 57 in the books. We'll catch you guys next week. (laughs) 